0: Fun fact about me, I'm not a big drinker. And the older I get, the more I look for new ways to relax. If you're like me, consider Recess Mood, a healthier alternative to alcohol. Y'all already know self-care is essential here and we are being more intentional with the things we put into our bodies. Recess Mood is a magnesium and adaptogen infused sparkling water with real fruit goodness, only 20 calories and no added sugar. It enhances your mood and helps balance stress for that calm, cool and collected feeling. And don't even get me started on the flavors y'all strawberry rose raspberry lemon grapefruit tangerine they are all very good but right now the raspberry lemon is my absolute fave so you deserve a healthier way to unwind and recess mood is offering you 15% off so head to takearecess.com affirmations and treat yourself to a more relaxed guilt-free you and you can also find the link down in the show notes below A healthy boundary is like an invisible property line that you create to protect yourself and make sure you are being respected. An unhealthy boundary is when this line is not set up or you are unclear about where you stand and how you feel about certain issues. And this uncertainty can either cause you or your partner to control or harm each other, whether you intend to or not. Healthy boundaries also mean you take responsibility for your own actions and emotions and not taking on the responsibility for the actions and emotions of others. Poor boundaries happen when you either take on too much responsibility of the emotions or actions of others, or you expect them to take on too much responsibility for your emotions or actions. What is going on beautiful people? You are listening to the Affirmations for Black Girls podcast where we focus on personal growth and cultivating a healthy relationship with ourselves. I am your host, Tyra the Creative, actress, content creator, and mental health enthusiast. Y'all, today we are diving back into healthy boundary setting. This time we are focusing on dating. So let's dive into our affirmation. This week's affirmation is... How people treat me is their karma. How I react is mine. How people treat me is their karma. How I react is mine. I really want you guys to drop in with me. If you can say it along with me, join in. How people treat me is their karma. How I react is Is mine. How people treat me is their karma. How I react is mine. How people treat me is their karma. How I react is mine. How people treat me is their karma. How I react is mine. let's go in one more time you guys and let's really really believe what we are saying how people treat me is their karma how i react is mine Ooh, this affirmation is a good one y'all it's simply saying i have no control over what others do but i do have control over how i respond y'all For the longest time, I would just be so hung up on what a person said or did to me. And I want to do the same thing back to them because do unto others as they do unto you, right? actually no y'all that is not even correct sometimes we take bible verses and make them make sense in whatever scenario we trying to apply them to and y'all know i'm right the actual bible verse is do unto others as you would have them do unto you which means treat people the way you want to be treated in a sense of you would want to be treated in this way so i am going to treat this person in this way as well regardless of anything And this verse is also known as the golden rule and the actual quote from the Bible is from Luke chapter 6 verse 31. If you've been following me for a while then you know that I was in a long-term relationship that lasted almost five years. I talk about it a lot because it's really a lot of inspiration behind why I started a podcast like this but that relationship almost lasted for five years, and I learned so much about myself during this relationship and I'm still learning more now, but in this relationship, I noticed how frustrated I was with myself on a consistent basis. By the time the relationship ended, I was so determined to change whatever it was that was making me feel the way I was feeling because y'all, to put it plainly, I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. So I did some reflecting. I took inventory of situations that had occurred that were etched into my brain that just kept playing over and over. I analyzed them and I took notes of what I tolerated and how it made me feel. I realized that I was feeling so uneasy and frustrated and that I didn't want to accept these actions in future relationships. So I took this information to my therapist, explaining how I never wanted to be in these types of situations again and how I would never put up with that again. And she said, well, maybe we should evaluate your boundaries. Boundaries are important in relationship, especially a romantic one where the two partners are living together. Now, let me give you a little bit of backstory. So my previous boyfriend and I lived together for a year and we moved apart, but we still tried to salvage the relationship by having our own apartments because we really felt like we moved a little too fast in that regard. So that's what she is referring to. But at the time that I was talking to her about this, it was after the relationship had like just ended so moving on now she said that we should evaluate my boundaries and this honestly blew my mind y'all because I didn't grow up knowing that you should set healthy boundaries with the people in your life I just thought that oh this person loves me they want the best for me so they respect me and that is not the case at all people are not mind readers and everyone does not have the same boundaries But I knew that you should have healthy boundaries and I knew that you should set them. It was kind of like one of those things that I knew, but I didn't know. So once I had this revelation or once this revelation was brought to me by my therapist, I began to do some research on healthy boundaries in relationships. And now it is my top priority because it's not a skill that I consciously began building early on in my life. Now, since I decided that I didn't want to repeat the same actions in future relationships, I began to write down my non-negotiables. And something I've recently realized is that these can change. Now, hear me out before you start making a stank face. When the relationship with my previous boyfriend ended, my list of non-negotiables was long. Like I'm talking about a 10-foot scroll, y'all, worth of non-negotiables. And if you don't know what a non-negotiable is, it's simply something that you are not going to negotiate with anyone on. It's something that is set in your mind that you are just not going to deal with or something that you want. So an example of a non-negotiable would be, I only want to date men, (laughs) That's a non-negotiable like i'm not going to think about dating a woman because I don't like women I prefer to have a heterosexual relationship and that is my right And that is a non-negotiable for me just to put it plainly That's kind of like an extreme example, but it can be for smaller things as well Now the reason my non-negotiable list was so long was partially because I was focusing on the things that I didn't like that My ex-boyfriend did which is a start But then again, now that I'm dating someone new, I see that some of these things that I hated that he did, or hate is a strong word, but some of the things that I found very frustrating and annoying are actually very trivial and don't really mean as much to me as I originally thought. For example, let's say you used to get frustrated when your previous partner did something like leave the cap off of the toothpaste and y'all I am purposely using a small example. So they leave the cap off and you get super annoyed or even upset at this, but You just got a new partner and your new partner does this exact same thing. Yet you just fix the problem. You see the cap off of the toothpaste and you just fix it. This is what I mean by some things are trivial and they didn't really affect me the same way with a different person in my life. Now, of course, if this were the case for me, I would tell the new partner, hey, new partner, I like the toothpaste to have the cap on it. Like the cap is supposed to be on a toothpaste. I don't know what you're doing. But this was honestly just to give you an example of what I mean. Before I realized I needed healthy boundaries, my boundaries were poor, but I want to actually illustrate that for you. So remember, poor boundaries happen when you either take on too much responsibility of the emotions or actions of others, or you expect them to take on too much responsibility for your actions and emotions. So the first example is, you can't go out with your friends without me. You know how jealous I get. You have to stay home with me. Or something like, sorry guys, I can't go out with you tonight. My girlfriend gets really angry when I go out without her. My coworkers are idiots and I'm always late to meetings because I have to tell them how to do their jobs. And then here, oh my gosh, this one. I can date you, but you can't tell my friend Erica. She really gets jealous when I have a boyfriend and she doesn't. Now, you guys, in each of these scenarios, the person... Who is saying the actual statement is either taking responsibility for the actions and emotions that are not theirs or they are demanding that someone else take responsibility for their actions and emotions and that's simply just unhealthy and we all know a person that has said something like this at one point or another but it's a clear sign that they have poor boundaries. When you're dating someone new, you want to put your best foot forward. And I have been guilty of this in the past, but I would allow myself to shake things off or at least give the new person a pass rather than addressing the situation then and there the first time it happens, or at least taking some time to reflect on it, get my words together, then come back with it later to address the issue. But nowadays, I am definitely the type of person to address the issue in the moment. I would say that I am a confrontational person and sometimes people like us can get a bad rap. But what I'm saying when I say I am a confrontational person, I really mean that I'm assertive. I address things that need to be addressed in a confident or bold manner. Or as my daddy would say, I say it with my chest. (laughs) But anyways, the opportunity I definitely have to grow in is the fact that sometimes when I address things head on in these situations, I haven't allowed myself the time to feel what it is I'm feeling. And Sometimes I can project those feelings onto the person that I'm trying to communicate with. So I've been working on that. And if you are also a person who deals with this kind of thing, in order to combat this, I say to myself, hold up, Tyra, take a breath. Now, how exactly do you feel? Once I answer that question, I say to myself, now, why do you feel that way? Then how can this situation be resolved? And once I answer those three questions in my head without placing blame or guilt on the other person or taking on responsibility for their actions and emotions, I bring up these issues to them. And this has been working wonders for me, y'all. So if you're like me, give it a try. But anyways, back to the point of what I was saying. When dating someone new, it's important to be assertive when it comes to your boundaries. This person is just getting to know you. They really don't know anything about you. So you have to be assertive and let them know, hey, no, 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 don't cross right there. There's a fence there or hey, no, 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 let's do these things this way because you're getting to know one another. And for me, this was super uncomfortable when I first started, um, you know, dating and, sharing my boundaries with people but the more that I date and the more that I actually vocalize my boundaries the easier it gets and the less uncomfortable I am with sharing these things and since I've been going on a lot more dates I've been asking deeper questions on the first date like tell me about your home life are you close with your parents your siblings your family as a whole What is one thing that you like to change about yourself? And y'all, I absolutely love this question because it gives you a peek into their insecurities. And it also lets you know if they are open to communicating in this way. Some people aren't because it's like a first date. Totally get that. But I love that it can give you a peek into their insecurities. Then you know how to be gentle with them in that way if the relationship progresses on. Another question I like to ask is, what are your relationship non-negotiables and your deal breakers? Since I'm 27 now, I also ask if you have kids and I ask if you have any childhood trauma. And just to preface all of this, I only ask questions that I'm also willing to answer myself so I can answer this question in response to them once they've answered. And I've realized that guys are, well, at least the ones that I've been going on dates with are a lot more transparent and open and insightful than I originally gave them credit for. Y'all, I literally asked this to about four dudes to tell me if they had any childhood traumas and tell me how they overcame their childhood trauma or if they're still working through it. And they all said, Yes, I have childhood trauma, and proceeded to tell me what it was and how they were working through it. So, those types of conversations are super invaluable and can teach you a lot about a person's boundaries before they've even vocalized them. I think the easiest way to set healthy boundaries in dating is to lay all your cards out on the table as early as possible. Tell them what your deal breakers are. What are you willing to and not willing to tolerate? And for me, one thing that I am not willing to tolerate is bad communication. If we cannot talk about what we are going through, or if you like to shut down or expect me to be a mind reader, we cannot move forward. And yes, this person can learn how to communicate properly and, you know, practice good communication skills, but I'm not your teacher. I'm not your mama, and I'm not here to help you become a man. And for far too long, I have found myself in situations where I was taking care of a man and Tyra ain't doing more. okay? <clears throat> that is a deal breaker for me. Another non-negotiable for me is that you must love God and have a relationship with him. And I'm not talking about the new age spiritual way. I'm talking about a real relationship with God. We have to be able to pray together and worship God together and grow together in him. Amen. In addition to that, the way you speak to me and about me is also very important. I don't know about y'all, but I don't like to joke and play about things that can be taken the wrong way, like the color of my skin. I'm a dark-skinned, beautiful black woman, but for so long growing up, especially in the 90s, My skin was always the butt of the joke. are you so dark, we could only see your teeth, blah, blah, blah. You know, that type of stuff. So I don't like to joke about that. Um, I don't like to joke about anything physical about my body or the way that I talk because I do have a Southern accent or anything like that because I believe that those types of things grow. And I would rather my man spend his time telling me how beautiful I am, how gorgeous and intelligent I am and building me up. And I'm going to do the same in return. And the last non-negotiable that I am going to share with you guys is that oh this is the biggest one I feel. You have to be a whole person before me. You can't come in being 50% a person and expect me to get the other 50% and then you be 100 because then I'm only going to have 50%. You feel me? We both need to be 100% whole before we come together. So if you're still working on yourself in a way where you feel incomplete or broken, Take that time for you and don't bring that into my life because I have already done that part of my journey. You have to believe that mental health is important and go to therapy. And I think everybody should have a therapist. I don't think there's nothing wrong with going to therapy. I love therapy and I love my therapist. We best friends. I like to say that because... I want to take the stigma out of going to therapy and I want people to stop thinking that, especially the black communities, to stop thinking that you got to have something wrong with you to be going to therapy. No, I'm going to call my therapist up and tell her how my week went, like what I'm excited about. You know, I really feel like therapy for me is an outlet to express all of these inner thoughts and not feel guilty about it. You pay your therapist to listen to you. Sometimes. Your friends don't want to hear how good your day was or how bad your day was, but this is a person that you are paying to sit there and listen to you and you do not have to feel guilty. But beyond all of the mental benefits of it, as far as them teaching you different coping mechanisms and all of that, the simple fact that they are there to listen to you and actively listen, that is gold for me. Therapy is self-care, y'all. And I like to say all of this that I just said on a first date, but I will say it did take me a while to get here. So if you are not there, you feel like you wouldn't say none of this that I just said on a first date. Totally fine, because I was not always that way. But I love that I'm here now. So my question to y'all is. What are your deal breakers in a romantic relationship? What are your non-negotiables? I want you guys to take some time to reflect on these questions so you can be prepared for your next date, or you can be prepared to talk to your current partner about some things that may need to be addressed and learn even more about their boundaries as well. So as you're reflecting, I want to tell you guys a little more detailed way to actually set these boundaries. So first... Decide how you feel, like I talked about at the beginning. Decide and figure out what you will and will not tolerate in your life. And anything that makes you question it or feel uneasy is a sign that this might be something that you're uncomfortable with. And it's outside of your boundaries. Decide what behaviors you will accept and the ones that you will not accept then think about the non-negotiables. Decide what the consequence is when someone breaks one of your rules, because it's likely to happen, even by people that you love, because they have to learn what these boundaries are. So decide what your response to the problem will be. And if you have non-negotiables, address what those are clearly so your partner understands if certain lines are crossed, you will leave. For example, if your non-negotiable was... Mm, It's a non-negotiable for me for you to cheat on me, which I personally feel like should be a non-negotiable across the board, but that's not the case for everyone. But if that's the case, hey, partner, this is one of my non-negotiables. If you cheat on me, I will have to remove myself from this relationship. That is telling them the cause and the effect. If you cheat, which is the cause, the effect will be I will leave and this relationship will be over. That is a boundary being set. Once you know your non-negotiables, communicate and listen. So communicate those boundaries clearly. Even if you are afraid that your partner may not agree or the guy that you're on a date with may not agree, at the end of the day, your comfortability is the most important thing. And I want you to remember that. And also on the flip side, listen when your partner tells you what does or doesn't work for them as well. And once you communicated those boundaries, you have to follow through. If someone crosses your boundary, no matter who it is, your mama, your daddy, your your son, your daughter, your cousin, your grandma, your anybody, if somebody crossed that boundary, then do what you said you were going to do. If your partner cheats on you, you said you're gonna leave, you have to do that because if you do not do that, they're gonna continue to cross that boundary. They're gonna continue to kick your fence down over and over and over again because they're not being reprimanded for crossing that boundary that you've set. And also express how you feel in that. You can be compassionate, but also firm at the same time. It doesn't have to be this heated argument or you yelling, you crossed my boundary and all of that stuff. Just let them know, hey, This hurt me. Like I communicated to you. We had this discussion before this happened. You still did whatever you did, whatever the case may be. So I'm going to have to do X, Y, Z, whatever you said you were going to have to do. You have to follow through with that. All right, y'all. So story time. When I was with my previous boyfriend... He started a new morning routine, and this was after we weren't living together anymore. He'd wake up at like, I don't know, 5 a.m. and go to bed at 8 p.m., and he told me to please not call him after 8 because he would be going to bed so he could wake up early the next day to start his day. Now, in my head, I was like, boy, 8 o'clock is so early. What? You're not going to be asleep for real. And I will say that in my head. Um, I'm going to call you when I want to talk to you, and y'all – I would still call this man. He would pick up the phone and talk for like a second or two, but then he would say he really needed to go because he's trying to build this new routine and he feels great about himself when he's in bed on time and he's actually doing what he said he's gonna do and he would really appreciate it if I would respect that as well. Y'all, that made my blood boil. I was like, in my (laughs) head, In my head, I was like, how can you get off the phone with me? I want to talk to you. Why you don't want to talk to me? Eight o'clock is too early anyway. What are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. All this stuff that honestly just does not matter. But... What he was doing was setting a healthy boundary for himself in a loving way. And I was just unfamiliar with boundaries and I didn't recognize this as such. I just thought he didn't want to talk to me. So I was disrespecting a new boundary that he was trying to implement into his life. So what do we do when someone doesn't respect our boundaries? We follow through just like we talked about earlier. If somebody crosses your boundaries, then you do what you said you were going to do and express how you feel. And this can look a bunch of different ways. So I wanted to read off some examples to give you guys some verbiage on healthy ways to communicate that a boundary has been crossed. So I found these on Instagram on a, a profile called The Brain Coach. So at The Brain Coach. And I will also link this down in the show notes if you want to get the exact link. But I'm going to read a couple of them all for you. So boundaries with your partner sound like, I need some time to think clearly about this. Let's talk about it when I feel calmer. Honestly, before I even read more, this is, I'm the type of person who needs to have a time frame set for things like this. Like when I get into an argument with my partner, you can't just walk away from me. And that definitely stems from my childhood trauma. And we'll dive into that in another episode. But long story short, I deal with some abandonment issues. And one part of that is the walking away. I feel abandoned, right? So while I am working on that, it's also still a trigger for me. So... Even saying something as simple as, I need some time to think clearly about this. Let's talk about this when I feel calmer. Even though that is you setting your boundary, you're saying, hey, I need some time to walk away. It's also creating healthy communication between the two of us because your partner may, be, may think, oh my God, they're about to abandon me. Or when are we, will we ever talk about this again? Like what's going to happen? It's setting that time frame so you both can cool down and come back when you both feel calmer. Next one, it is not helpful to keep bringing up issues we have already resolved. It only makes the current disagreement worse. Please stop doing this. That's a great one because we always bring up stuff from the past. We're bringing up stuff from 1982. Okay, another one. I am not okay with you discussing private matters with blank. Please respect my privacy. Or, I can't read your mind. Please clearly let me know your expectations and need. I would appreciate it if we could talk this through instead of leaving it unresolved. It will only build up resentment between us. Ooh, that's a great one. This is a great one. When I'm done with my workday, I need 30 minutes to rest and recharge. And here's the last one. Please don't raise your voice during conflict. I like us to maintain mutual respect. And I love that last one because even though we get like upset, um, have disagreements and stuff like that, when you say something like, please don't raise your voice, you can also have can't be raising your voice. You have to stay in a calm tone to also maintain that mutual respect. But this is what healthy boundaries with a partner that you actually love sound like. Now, boundaries in relationships work both ways. They create emotional health and are created by people with emotional health. So they are something you can start working on today with the people who are close to you. And I can guarantee you, you'll begin to notice a difference in your self-esteem, your confidence, emotional stability, and a lot more by setting these boundaries. Remember, communication is always key to a healthy relationship. And you should be able to talk about your boundaries wherever and whenever. A simple, hey, I really like it when you blah, 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 or I'm not comfortable when we blah, blah, blah is the easiest way to let your partner know what's up. Even asking a question like is this okay or are you cool with this can jumpstart the conversation on boundaries, but you should always be able to talk about your boundaries. If you're afraid they will react with anger or violence, please take that as a warning sign that your relationship might be unhealthy or abusive or just not for you. So I've really been working on using I statements and being cognizant of if I'm placing blame or guilt, guilting the other person. So rather than saying something like, you always do this to me, why do you hurt me like this? You should be focusing on using I statements that articulate feeling instead of passing blame. Like, I told you I'm not ready for that. Please stop, you're making me feel uncomfortable. I don't appreciate being spoken to in that way and I won't accept you violating my boundary. Or something as simple as, no means no. Even though we hate hearing it. No means no. I feel like you aren't respecting the boundaries I've shared with you. Or when you say things like that, I feel very uncomfortable. When learning to set boundaries, the first step is to become self-aware of when you feel overwhelmed or mentally exhausted. Identify when you need more space time or self-respect. And once you've identified all of this, start setting simple but firm boundaries and practice using healthy communication. That's why I wanted to give you guys a lot of statements that you could use and make your own. It's important for you to use a kind and respectful tone when you communicate these boundaries because setting boundaries will not be easy at first, but once you start implementing it more and more into your life, you will notice just how game-changing It can be. So you may be wondering why are these healthy boundaries so important? Not only do personal boundaries boost your self-esteem and bolster your sense of identity, they also make your life so much easier. So I want y'all to close your eyes. If you if you're driving, don't close your eyes, just imagine. Okay, so with your eyes closed or open if you're driving or something, imagine a scenario where you don't let people take advantage of you. You never have to fix other people's problems unless you truly want to. You don't feel obligated to do it. You don't get sucked into pointless arguments and heated debates. Not every little thing your family, your partner, friends, colleagues do bothers you or worries you. And you coolly look on while others get caught up in the drama. In fact, you barely remember what it feels like to be in that at all. Now, imagine that scenario playing out day after day after day. Wouldn't you like that? Now, that is what strong, healthy boundaries give you. Uh Uh-oh, you guys know what time it is. It is time for our fun closing segment. Today, we are introducing a new closing segment. I feel like I'm always introducing a new closing segment. But anyways, we are going to do What Was I Thinking? Now, this segment is where I tell you guys about a time that I did something wild, crazy, thoughtless and I was clearly not using my head because as I look back on it all I can say is what the hell was I thinking so since we're talking about dating today and we're talking about boundaries I want to tell you guys about a time where (laughs) I was just dating to date and a time where I did not have healthy boundaries. So back in 2016, I moved to New Jersey. I had just done the National Student Exchange Program in 2015, went back home, graduated later that year in December, and I immediately moved back to New Jersey in January of 2016. Now I moved to Jersey because I thought I was in love with this guy. Long story short, it didn't work out. We actually broke up right before, I, not right before, but we broke up before I moved out there, but I had already made up in my mind that I was moving out there. So I went ahead and I still moved out there. Now, during this time, I was depressed, hurt, all of that stuff. But then I was like, Tyra, get out there and date again. So y'all, I downloaded an app called <laughs> Plenty of Fish don't download the app listen don't get dating apps are the worst but anyways i downloaded this app called plenty of fish and i met this guy i can say his real name because i don't even know his last name or really even remember what he looks like but his name was aaron this guy lived in philly um he worked at like he was like overnight security or something like that i don't really remember what he did but i started to talk to this guy every day and I honestly did not like talking to him the the reason I was talking to him was because I wanted to make my ex-boyfriend jealous and want me back to be completely honest which wasn't fair to the guy Aaron but the thing that really like irked me was that Aaron would always take me on like dates well not even take me on dates I would like meet him in Philly and he would take me to like little pizza places and like to get burgers all this kind of stuff I mean I'm like 23 at the time something like that so totally fine but I absolutely hated talking to this guy like he was always very negative he would just say how much he hated his job and like he never had anything positive to say and that would affect my mood but young naive whatever you want to call me Tyra didn't Think about the fact that this was really affecting me in the long run. I did not have a boundary set there. So I just continued to talk to this guy. And one thing about it was he would always ask me to like come pick him up and like take him places. Now, I did it once. I lived in South Jersey, y'all. He lived in like North Philly. So that was like a drive, right? So I did it once. And you also have to pay a toll when you go to Philly. So that was $5 that I had to pay. Then I had to drive all the way to get him, take him wherever he was going doing god knows what because i had just like met the guy and then go back home and he also wasn't cute like i I just i don't know what i was (laughs) what was i thinking so long story short one day he was like blowing my phone up facetiming me and i was still in culinary school at the time so i was in class and i was like why is this guy calling me so he texted me and he was like yo can you please come pick me up and take me to virginia Y'all, I hope y'all heard me when I said that I lived in New Jersey. He lived in Philly and he wanted me to take him to Virginia. Y'all, I don't know. Anyways, as soon as I read that message, I blocked him and I never heard from him again, obviously, because he's still blocked to this day. And I just don't know what I was thinking. I don't know why I was talking to this guy. And then... He never smelled good. He wasn't like cute or anything. I just really wanted to talk to somebody and try to make my ex boyfriend jealous. But y'all, what was I even thinking? Like, But that is all that I have for you guys today. I hope you guys enjoyed this amusing story that I just gave. Make sure you subscribe, rate and review the podcast and follow us on IG at Affirmations for Black Girls. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I really hope you take some time to reflect and write down your non-negotiables and your deal breakers and set some healthy boundaries. And I will see you guys next week.